1: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Jay Will, and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. James Steele, one of our producers behind the scenes, is fanning Jay Will as we speak. This is all gotten started because James Steele, J. Melholt, Pat Costello, and Alan Yates came in this morning because Jay Will last night put on Twitter that he is looking for an executive assistant. So these guys are... N- falling over themselves to try to get this job. By the way, a Jay Williams Twitter handle, at Real Jay Williams, he has already put out what the resumes look like when it comes from Allen, from Pat, from James, and from Jerry. So go on the Twitter handle at Real J Williams and check out what the resumes actually look like. And James still trying you, to be James. the lead in the couple. class Thank you right for now.
2: your services. Yeah, thank you. Your uh, <laughs> job is done, yes. Um, can I read you the feedback that Please I have do. on all these resumes? Please do. Um, As you can look, uh, so Jerry is a guy to the far right yep. uh, with the questionable tie selection and pocket square. Uh, his resume was very complete. My only feedback for him is out, his real name is really James. That's a... Um, inside joke that okay, nobody yeah. will ever
1: get, but it doesn't matter. So po- we'll never more- call him Jerry again. It's, no, you can't. it's yeah, a pocket, it's a pocket triangle more than a yeah, pocket. Well square. there's a lot
2: of confusion around, you know, Jerry and James and sure. I can we can relate Freddie because we all don't look alike. You know, so but people have confused Jerry and James. So I just call him James. How do we now. get to how do we do the cultural
1: triangle? It's okay.
2: It's the morning time. We just talk about it openly. Um <laughs> let's go to the second resume here. Pat Costello who has the picture? He says, "I love Duke, and it's a picture of my coach mm-hmm. uh, in a you know a bend it Hold down on, Look position. at that! Look at that intensity! At that. Yeah, don't, don't say look at that intensity. That's weird. I don't like my coach <laughs> bending over. You saying intensity? Um, I said say? things like weird resume because it's not really it's not it's not him. <laughs> Questionable loyalty because he doesn't really like Duke at all, and he's kind of a fraud in my opinion. That's my feedback what? for Jeez. for Pat. What? Pat, your um, response, your rebuttal, not Dude. believable.
3: What? I love Duke and I love you, Jay. So yeah,
2: they there you go. see
1: that—that's a lie. Who I got can got tell both coffee? of those are lies. I you, love yeah. Duke. I got you coffee. You can't, <laughs> Well, that—that's the truth. Yeah. That—that's. Yeah. You ever seen an episode of Martin when he's fighting Tommy Hearns? Yeah. That sound like Martin. I did it for Coach K. I did it, Coach And K. I did it for him. Don't walk away, Jay. Please tell Jay don't walk away. Okay, let's get to our other guy,
2: Jerry. His real name is James. Back on And that, his man. his note is, I'm a good assistant. Hire me. Thanks. I actually appreciate that. I said mm-hmm. simple and easy. Less is more. Okay, I did uh, say questionable grooming, though. Um, sometimes there is an awkward musk. That comes from James.
3: Wait, what? That is what? I don't. You saying James smells bad? Well, like, do, you yeah. sh-
2: do you shampoo the beard? Yeah, uh, I've I, never gotten that from you. Downer,
4: I condition it.
2: Attaboy. boy. All
4: right. Okay.
2: Sure. Good truth. Truth response. And I said musical taste. It's uh, not not enjoyable for see, me. See Wonderful. Jay, it's Jay, not Jay, enjoyable for me. Jay, James, That's I guarantee,
1: you, I'm like the only one where you and I share the. That they intersect. I
2: just, I I, 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 there, it's rare and few that I can actually name a band that he plays leading into the show. I mean, I, it's just not sounds my cup like of tea. I I hel-
5: it sounds like I could help
4: you expand your musical horizons. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, there you go. Turning you. a negative you, into a
2: positive. John. Thank you, on. <laughs> and uh, then we have Alan <laughs> Gates, uh, the last one here. I said Alan Gates. Uh-huh. Some notes here personality type very Kyrie Irving like completely I just don't know what I'm going to get you know yes. uh, some days good some days very moody facts um never really brushes his hair but refers to it as his frequency it's high okay see high frequency, high frequency. there you go turn it okay Lies about his height very often. That's Completely. the most
6: accurate one. Yeah, you've that's had. Yeah. no
2: question. I get 6'5". four, six five. I'm man. at least six three. You're
1: at least not Stop. six three. I feel
2: like I'm six Shaq, shacking a bureau on no, Sundays.
1: No, no, yeah. no. And, and then no the last man. point
2: is he too light skinned? I don't know. That's just, it's just no. a question we'll throw out no. there for our guests. Yeah, that's
1: Speaking
4: the case. It, <laughs> Jerry and I are in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a light skinned brother, Alan is not too light skinned. Speaking as a light skinned brother. I was Sensual light skinned two Carmel weeks ago? what it is. You, you disagree I'm, with the uh, song? I'm
2: moving towards more like Key. Wesley you really Snipes, are. Wesley Pipes, you know? Key. Key Pipes. It happens. It happens. Jay, it happens. Jay if Key's in the sun a little bit too much, he, he, Ooh, navy black. He would stuff. be a get, beast in the game, manhunt.
1: Get, get those earth zones going on. You would never find, like, the yeah, character just, at some point. Where, you where have you been? I've been
2: here the whole I've been time. The whole time. been I here see, the whole time. I saw you saw your eyes, but we didn't see
1: you. <laughs> you win.
2: Hey, just because we can tell those jokes doesn't mean you can. Pat, James, Oh,
1: I minute. didn't say any. <laughs> James is like, wait a minute, we didn't. <laughs> nope. we weren't even going James there. James put
2: his hands up. James put his hands, James, hands wait up. Wait a minute. I oh, don't it.
1: blame James. I don't blame you. Don't, don't James. <laughs> that I, do not dumb. drag this me into that I fire. This is love our show. We are fools. We are. This is <laughs> yes.
2: The the kind of jokes we tell on a day to day basis are just.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Oh, Kevin. don't worry. I'll Sorry, be able to, Kevin. Because we go from the, the darkness of this show to the darkness of the Brooklyn Nets here. On Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. <laughs> you didn't think I could do it, could you? ESPN 2, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, also your smart speakers. By the way, hit us up anytime. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What resume would you give Jay Williams to oh. be his executive assistant? What would your resume look like to be Jay Williams' executive assistant? He's put out the ones from the staff so far today, the four that have been out there, from Pat, Jerry, James, and yeah, Allen. Is he too light-skinned? It, right, exactly. Yeah. Pat, is he too much in love with Coach K? James, is this beer too fresh? Jerry, we have a pocket square instead of a pocket triangle. What would your resume look like <laughs> if you wanted to be Jay Williams' executive assistant? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Brooklyn, the last time we left our heroes, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant made his trade request. Kyrie Irving has bought a place in LA. But are they been...
2: the heroes? Are they villains?
1: We're yeah, not the sure we're,
2: yeah, we're we're not sure if Kyrie bought a place in LA. It's
1: yeah, speculation. That, it's speculation.
2: Okay. Rumored to have bought a place. That's fine. Yeah. The rumors are out there. Okay.
1: Kevin Durant wants out. Because a
2: lot of athletes own places in California, by right. the way. It's yeah, just like, it, that's regardless of whether do. they want to play out there or not. It's right. that's it's LA. Do. Yeah. We got it. Swimming pools. We are key. Talk about his toes being out every day. Oh, my anyway. God.
1: Yes. Yeah, toes in the water, butt in the yeah, sand. It's, just a, it's every day. Doodle, it's doodle, annoying. dee, wubba, wubba, wubba. We get it from him. But Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst says, hey, we heard what Kevin Durant said. He's not believing it. Let me channel my inner Brian Windhorst for a second. Okay, I'm looking in and I'm saying, Why would KD want out, okay?
4: Why would Kyrie go searching and seeing if a team would want to do a sign-and-trade and and then all of a sudden he opt in into his contract? And then all of a
1: sudden, once Kyrie Irving opts in into his contract, then Kevin Durant comes out and says, I want to be traded. He tells tells the Brooklyn Nets he want to be traded. I'm to the point, and I came up with the conclusion that I don't believe Kevin Durant. I don't believe it at all. Matter of fact, it makes zero sense to me that he wants to be traded at this point. I don't believe he believes it. I think Kevin Durant is, is, is doing this as a scare tactic in order to help Kyrie Irving have leverage to get him signed long term with the Brooklyn Nets. So,
2: okay. Freddie, I want to pose a question to you. And I'm going to set up the scenario before I ask the question. Okay. Negotiations apart. Right. Mm -hmm. They're always hard. I'm sure you've been a a part of a few negotiations. I know I have. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's sometimes you win. There's sometimes you lose or you need to, you know, take a little bit of humble pie and come back to the table and readdress it. Right. That's what we're seeing in real time right now happen between it was originally happening between Kyrie Irving and the Nets. And then it, it showed alignment between KD and Kyrie. That it happened between KD, Kyrie, and the Nets, and Josiah, Josiah, and Sean Marks. But when it's all said and done, if at the end of this year, okay, Kyrie Irving and KD find a way to play for the Brooklyn Nets, right, and win a world championship, oh boy, how would that make you view Kevin Durant as a leader if it- he's backed his teammate? It still got to the table. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow through with any trades. They both ended up playing, and they won. Okay. Hmm. Where would you where would you see Kevin Durant as a leader if they won a championship, considering the way everything is went down and if it goes down that way I just
1: described? I don't know if it'll change my mind, and here's why, because I'm okay if Kevin Durant does not want to be a leader. I know that that's not what people want to hear, Jay, but I'm okay with it. If you're going out there and you're producing, and you're leading your team in scoring, and you're leading your team to wins, I'm good with you not having to be that demonstrative leader. So it's not going to change my mind if he's going out there and being the best teammate for his basketball team. If at times he has to put Kyrie Irving in his place, don't think that's going to happen. You get to a certain point where you know your personnel. And he looks at Kyrie and says, there's certain things that I may be able to say, I can't afford to have him be set off. And Kevin Durant, if you know your friends that well, you know what you can and you cannot say. But it's not going to change my opinion of him because – I don't try to couch people and say that best players have to be the best leaders. I don't do that. If you can do whatever you want, if you're a good person, that means more to me Mm. than being a good leader or being a great leader because there are plenty of great leaders that are terrible people. We all saw the last dance of Michael Jordan. Wasn't the nicest of guys being a great leader. Not saying that you have to be an awful person to be a great leader or you can't be a great leader to be an awful person. Stephen Curry. Right. Stephen Curry's a terrific leader and a better person based on what we've seen and heard. So I'm not going to look at Kevin Durant any differently because if you're proven to be a good teammate, the leadership thing doesn't matter to me. I know people try to put that on people because that's what they want them to be, Jay, more than anything else. That's why he's catching a lot of flack from the old heads, like Charles Brock and guys like that, because that's what they were used to in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. That doesn't mean that has to fly in 21st century athletics. I've yeah. never believed in that. The,
2: uh, look, there's a lot to unpack there with that because I, I'm I'm a believer in what you just said. There is something to say about making something yours, though, when it's all said and done. But if he went to championship, isn't that his? Yeah, but it feels like we'll talk about that when we come back. Yeah. Because I have a lot of thoughts on that. You guys got to stay with us when we come back.
1: Yeah, that. we're going to do that in 25 minutes, and I guarantee you that conversation is going to take a whole different pack here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, J. Williams over here, Freddie coming over there presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of leaders, what kind of leader can Baker Mayfield be if he has no team that wants him? This is ESPN Radio.
3: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Baker Mayfield played through injury last year, did not play well. The Browns did not meet expectations. If you look at Baker's first four years, how many of them are undoubted successes?
6: Everything I've been told is that the relationship between the Browns and Baker Mayfield is shot and and isn't repairable.
5: I think it's been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides
1: is to move on. I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that forever keep with me. Come on home now. Come on,
2: Dan. Come on, Dan. Put the hands up in the air, Dan. Give me a little (laughs) two-step.
1: Dan Graziano's like, look. He's giving the eyes from side to side. (laughs) There it is, Dan. There it is. Take a sip of this, Dan. Let's go. Wow. Poor Dan Graziano, ESPN, NFL insider, joining us here. Keyshawn Jable and With Jay Will and Freddie Coleman and ESPN Radio, (laughs) ESPN Two. Moving aside from that, dad grazi I'm going to completely save us from this whole thing. We're going to do a little R E S P E C T when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Right now, a man, even though he's under contract to Cleveland Browns, a man still without a football team. What is the latest? What you're hearing about his future in the NFL in 2022?
6: Hoping a market kind of forms here. Look, he's you know he's got almost 19 million dollars in fully guaranteed salary coming this year, and. Everybody in the league knows that, so the teams that they've called and tried to trade him to have been able to play hardball and say, no, I mean we're not going to give you what you want for him. Uh, Eventually you're going to have to cut him and pay him that salary anyway, and we can sign him for whatever we want. So uh, when you hear such and such team may not be interested, you have to realize that that means probably at this point it means not interested in trading for him, but that their interest level might change if suddenly he were to be on the market as a free agent, which is which remains possible. Thing is, the Browns have to pay him anyway, guys. Mm, so, yeah. like, there's no, they don't gain anything from cutting him, right? Like, they can hold on to him as long as he doesn't show up, which he doesn't seem to want to. They could hold on to him right up until the trade deadline at the end of October, if they wanted to, uh, and see if a team gets desperate enough to make a move for him.
2: Dan, does it still seem like the two feasible destinations are probably Carolina or Seattle right now?
6: Yes, because those seem like the two teams that have the unsettled quarterback situations at the moment. I guess you could throw in uh, Atlanta, but they sound like they like what they have and, and they don't seem to be looking around, whereas those other two teams at least have at various points this offseason uh, been looking around at other quarterback options. So those are the, I would say those are the two obvious ones. But to this point, they haven't been able to find a deal. They talked to Carolina. Uh, around the draft, they just weren't able to come to an agreement on how much money the Browns would pay and how much money Carolina would pay of that 19 million. So uh, they remain at a standstill there.
2: Dan Graziano, ESPN, NFL insider, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, my boy, Freddie Coleman, filling in for Max today. Keyshawn is on vacation. Yeah, I just want to give him a jab. Enjoy that vacation. Key. <laughs> wow. Dan I, Shady. I, <laughs> Dan, I do want to ask you, what, what is the latest on Deshaun Watson?
6: Well, late last week, the hearing concluded in front of the discipline officer, Sue Robinson. Uh, each side, Watson's side and the league's side, has to file a um, a post-hearing brief that is due next week. So really, she won't review those until she gets them next week, uh, and then she'll render a decision sometime after that, ideally from the league standpoint and from Watson's standpoint and from the Browns' standpoint. Ideally, that decision will come before the start of training camp, but... Uh, there's no guarantee that that will happen. During the hearing, from what I was told, there were continued negotiations about a settlement, where, You know, what kind of punishment, what kind of suspension would be acceptable to both sides. So those talks could pick up uh, again at any point. It's still possible they could come to a settlement and avoid uh, it going to a decision from the discipline officer. But they weren't able to come close enough late last week. Uh, the league's still insisting, from what I've been told, on an indefinite suspension uh, that would allow Watson to reapply, uh, to apply for reinstatement after a certain period of time. Initially, they wanted that period of time to be a year, right. but they moved a little closer to Watson. And we're talking about, you know, he can reapply after 12 games, uh, for example. Uh, but Watson's still uh, not, not uh, interested in signing up for that indefinite suspension. The league wants that indefinite suspension because they want to guard against the possibility of more information comes out in the hmm. future. Uh, about Watson in these situations, whereas Watson would like to get this thing all uh, wrapped up and settled. So that's, that's been the main reason they haven't been able to come to an agreement there.
1: We've done the futures game with Baker Mayfield, who's not going to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who wants to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. Many people believe the Cleveland Browns should think about signing if things go that way, like you mentioned with Deshaun Watson not trusting Jacoby Brissett being the Browns starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. Where are we at when it comes to Jimmy G and where he's going to start this season?
6: Uh, Garoppolo had shoulder surgery in March, and the plan all along was for him to start throwing again around this time. We were told late June, early July. So the expectation is he'll be able to get out there and throw uh, and see how healthy he is. Uh, Once that happens, the Niners, much like the Browns, are hoping a a market forms for Jimmy Garoppolo's services. Now it gets a little complicated with him because you talk about Carolina and Seattle. The 49ers aren't going to want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to a division rival the Seattle Seahawks, so that probably takes them out of the market unless and until he gets cut. Now, the difference between Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo is that Garoppolo's salary is not guaranteed. So the 49ers uh, can cut him and be off the hook, just a couple million dollars in dead money, but they won't have to pay him Uh, unless they hold on to him, if he's on their roster week one, then that salary effectively does become guaranteed $24 million. So look for the Niners. If they can't trade Jimmy Garoppolo by the start of the season to release him, and then he would be free to sign with anybody, including that division rival team uh, in Seattle.
2: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max today. Dan, what are expectations for Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones for this upcoming season. Please help me on this Daniel Jones tip.
6: Well, Jay, the expectations for those two players are quite different. Zach Wilson heading into his second year, you know, the plan all along, the idea all along with Zach Wilson in year one was uh, he would be getting up to speed at the NFL level, a player that really didn't have a lot of experience against high level competition in college, a lot of experience period in college. You know, they all went through the COVID season and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, he did a lot of learning last year. The coaching staff, by the way, a young and coaching staff, also did a lot of learning last year, and they, they're all kind of growing together. They felt like they had some things under control with Zach Wilson late last year in terms of limiting turnovers, making better decisions, and they hope to continue to build on that. Very excited about the receiver they drafted in the first round, the running back they drafted in the second round. They feel like they're building something around Zach Wilson. They want to see growth from him this year. That's the expectation. Daniel Jones heading into year four. Uh, the expectation for him is put up or shut up. This is it. Daniel Jones, they declined his fifth-year option for 2023, and this is the year uh, it's his third different coaching staff he's had, which, of course, is not his fault, but um, they want to see are you the guy that can live up to that number six overall pick and be a true franchise quarterback for us going forward. If you are, this is your year to show it. Uh, If you're not, then we have to look at other options in next year's draft, next year's free agent market. So this is a critical year. For Daniel Jones and his future with the Giants, whereas uh, with the other New York team, it's Zach Wilson. Again, they're just sort of getting more information and hoping he takes another step forward.
1: We had Adam Schefter, one of your compadres, on yesterday. And, Dan, check out what he had to say about the similarities between what Green Bay dealt with with Aaron Rodgers and in Brooklyn this offseason in the NBA with KD, Kyrie, and that Norths organization.
5: <laughs> Last year, Aaron Rodgers wanted to be traded. Was he traded? No, he was not. This year... Debo Samuel wanted to be traded. Was he traded? No, he was not. Now, I know basketball is a different sport, but just because a superstar player, a la Aaron Rodgers, a la Debo Samuel, wants to be traded, doesn't mean that a a team has to acquiesce and go and trade that guy. Now, saying that, I know basketball is different. I know that when superstars ask for trades, more often than not, they have to be accommodated. And if the Nets decide to do accommodate Kevin Durant, I'd have one name in return that I would want to get back for him, Scotty Barnes.
1: How much do you see the same similarities what he talked about in those situations, Dan? Well,
5: I think the key
6: point Adam made there is that the NBA is different, right? The NFL, the players don't have I mean, they've shown a little bit more in recent years, but they really don't have the level of control over their over their destinations that 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 the NBA players do. Some exceptions and some some have been able to force their way out and into better situations. And honestly, you know, Aaron Rodgers may have wanted out, but ultimately came to the decision slash realization that the best place for him was in Green Bay. And and by the way, they they paid him. They've put off the the guy they drafted to replace him. He's not in the picture right now. So um, it, it's a big difference. I, I think you know, Adams obviously. Uh, you know, a, a big NBA fan. I don't know. He's trying to get Kevin Durant to Toronto there. Uh, it would be very interesting. But uh, I, think, I think the key uh, difference in the NFL is, like, look at Debo Samuel, right? I mean, this is a guy still looking for his first big contract. He's not a first-round pick. He hasn't made life-altering money. Uh, so he doesn't have the leverage. I mean, Kevin Durant doesn't need to play anymore, right? Like, if he, if he said, look, trade me or I'm not playing, that's a legitimate threat. Uh, With Debo Samuel in a a situation like that, with the DK Met, you know, guys like that that are still waiting to cash in on that first big deal, uh, it's not quite the same. So you see players in NFL situation, big difference. Remember Jadavian Clowney forcing his way out of Houston. This was a number one overall pick that by this point had made a ton of money. Not every NFL player that doesn't like his situation is in that, you know, it it has that ability that, say, a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving has to force his way out because – they could they, – they, they sort of don't need this
1: anymore. Hey, Dan, always appreciate it, my friend, even though Jay tried to make you dance to read the Franklin to kick things off.
6: He was jamming. He, he, he was, was fine. Jamming. He was jamming. You know, I, was, I just, haven't been, just haven't been up as long as you guys. So, you know, give me a, give me a couple hours. And maybe...
2: <laughs> Dan, when you really get going, do you get the overbite?
1: Do you go, hmm mm-hmm. Mm. Well,
6: well, you know, we just gotta gotta find out. I'm on other shows later today, so people just gotta keep watching. a
1: <laughs> Boy, okay. okay. I like so that. Well done. See, that's teasing ahead. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Also appreciate you, Dan. Take care, my man. <laughs> All right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're going to try to find out the answer to this question that Jay threw at me about Kevin Durant. If there is an answer about Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, and having it his own.
3: ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the
5: Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie
3: Irving as teammates. It was going to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will
1: be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned.
3: I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant,
1: but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax always going hard presented by progressive insurance and ESPN radio, the ESPN app serious XM channel 80, as well as ESPN two. He's Jay Williams. and Freddie Coleman. And you posed this question to me about 30 minutes ago, not even 30 minutes ago, about 15 minutes ago in terms of Kevin Durant. And yeah, he's going to be concerned about his legacy. The more that somebody says, I don't worry about that, they're really they're worried about, about it. That. If they're saying, I'm not trying to be this, they're about to be that when it comes to Kevin Durant. But you mentioned the point in terms of with his legacy and going from one place to another place to another place and needing to make Brooklyn his own and having a trade demand wanting out of Brooklyn, and that concerns you when it comes to Kevin Durant, even though it does not concern well, me in terms of leadership. It doesn't concern
2: me. It's just a matter of... Where where are you deciding to put your feet down? And maybe this is not for you. Maybe there isn't one location where you're deciding to say, this is mine. Okay. You know, um, I'm so, and granted, look, this is going to sound, I, I'm used to players doing that, wanting to say, this is mine. Right. Like, I, I'm going to build this out. And maybe, maybe it's just that the overall legacy of KD and Kyrie is that they're mercenaries. They're mm-hmm. hired assassins. They, you know, they go to different locations. They win chips you know whatever it is but you know there there's certain things. Like when i think about kobe bryant i think about la when i think about larry bird i think about boston sure. when i think about you know kareem abdul jabbar i think about la like there's certain no doubt pieces, like players that are just synonymous with the, the the towns or the the franchises that they built that okay. you see they and I, i'm just wondering for kd if that will happen now at 33 years old in his career
1: here's why it doesn't need to it, happen it doesn't just need to just things that you're
2: you're curious about
1: Here's why I hear where you're coming from. And I'm going to use a 21st century mindset when it comes to this. This is what happens when people try to follow a template of somebody else. And that guy's LeBron James. Because look what LeBron did. LeBron, let it be known that you can go to different places and win championships and have that as a part of your legacy without people putting you in that box. It is a total 21st century way when it comes to professional athletes, not NFL, because it seems that once you're, if you're a quarterback, we're going to think of Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay, even though Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay, we're still going to regard him as a Patriot player, as a Patriot organizational member. In the NBA, that's more of a player's league, LeBron let it be known that, hey, we control things. So it didn't matter to him that, hey, Cleveland wasn't working out anymore, couldn't win a championship here, I'm going to go to Miami. And then he went back to Cleveland because he felt he had a chance to go to college, and now he's ready to take a real job and bring a championship But came there. through and won them their came- first championship and in the, franchise history. And that's the difference. He was able to come through after the first time in Cleveland, and he made each stop his own. He went to the Dwayne Wade's team and made that into the But
2: you feel like Cleveland is his. Cleveland I, I, is I, I, his. Just that, spent that's fair. A long period of his career in Cleveland, born in Akron. Right. I, I went it. back that's to true. Cleveland, won a championship. I still feel
1: like that's right. That's, that's his. Right. LA is never going to be his. He He's part of the lineage. Agreed. Okay, yeah. It's it's always going to be Kobe's, always going to be Magic's, always going to be Shaq's, always going to be Kareem's always going to 1000%. Cleveland
2: is his. Right. So Look, like that's right. my question with Katie. Like, okay, see him, but I. I I, I, I get it, but I, I guess it's his yeah. to a he,
1: degree. He, but the, problem that bothers, the thing that bothers me when people try to throw that Kevin Durant, and I hate to call it names Charles Barkley, who I respect a lot, but Charles Barkley putting that out there about being a bus driver and all that thing with Kevin Durant that you got to be the bus driver. Well, Charles Barkley when things we're at, working out in Philadelphia moved on to Phoenix when Kevin Johnson was there, Dan Marley, all those dudes got them to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you had thrown that kind of conversation about being a bus driver the way he threw that at kevin durant well it would have been an issue
2: a lot of it is what it sees right is what people perceive like perception that's is different point. than what reality is so a lot of perception that's been built around these two is that kd always defers and what lends people to that perception is when there, there are these things that sometimes other players might have openly stated hey we don't rock like that kevin durant has not said anything publicly mm-hmm. about how Kyrie has handled some things. So okay. people, I think, have mistaken his silence for him deferring, when I know that's not the case behind the scenes.
0: Well,
1: whatever that is, and that's not to say that you're not making a cogent point, because you are. But I've always been a big believer, it's not so much with the player brings to the situation or the celebrity brings to the situation, it's what you bring to it. No matter what he does – People are never going to forgive Kevin Durant. Never. And you made this point off air about 15 minutes ago. They're never going to forgive Kevin Durant. And I'm with you on this one for leaving to go to Golden State. They Can't State. get over it. They're, can't get they're, over they're, it. They're never, he can win championship after championship after championship. He could cure cancer. Well, that's my thing. No one's going to no one's well, going to give him a pass. On well, I,
2: uh, no one will ever give him a pass in Golden State. But if he won one, considering all the chaos and stuck his feet in in Brooklyn, I think there will be a lot more. And he doesn't need this. I'm mm-hmm. not saying Kevin needs this to validate his own greatness to himself, but there is a sense from others that they will respect him more. You think so? If yes, if he if he built something of his own, I still even don't, if he yeah, navigated Kyrie yeah. differently. Now, if he were to leave, okay, and then go to Rip City, he may win championships. Ships may still be considered one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I will see it that way. I, I but there I think will you're be a minority. P-
1: I think you're in a minority because people are still never That's gonna, what I'm saying. People yeah, a lot yeah. of people
2: will see it that way. Well, oh, you had to go to somebody else's team mm-hmm. where they established the culture cuz you couldn't do that on your own. To me as a hooper, that doesn't minimize his greatness Not at all. Not to me all. either. But I am I mean, I, I'm in the deep end. Other you, basketball world, you, right? You, I mean, it, and that's not you, a lot of
1: people. You, you want more for Kevin Durant than other people want more for him because you know exactly what kind of situation he's dealing with with the Brooklyn Nets.
2: It's I, the same with any athlete because yeah, I know I, people right. on the outside look at it.
1: Right, and I get that. And that's bringing a different perspective. And you're exactly right, Jay, to bring that kind of perspective. I said the same thing last week on First Take, that Russell Westbrook, for all the criticism that he gets, he's the kind of draft pick that you you should always want because he over was able to override himself. People never thought this guy was going to be an well, MVP. I'll give you another one. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Another I mean, guy, Russell yeah. Wilson,
2: right? Like, think of the whole narrative that, well, I mean, it, he wasn't really – look when he drops back and he throws the ball 40 or 50 times. Look how all the numbers go down and the analytics. And they were a run-first team and with with Marshawn Lynch, and their defense was what got him there. The Legion of Boom, like all this it's stuff. True. It, it's true, right? But it, it's all of a sudden, like, it's used, like, well, he's – even though it came off an injury last year, well, he's not the quarter, he's not a top ten quarterback. I'm like, whoa,
1: wait a second. At one now. point he was. Right now, I don't think so. Okay. But at one point he but was at some, one It point feels he like there's something
2: league. for him to prove now in the AFC West there's, in Denver things no being doubt. reloaded, right? Yeah.
1: If, Especially in that division. So like I, I
2: feel like for somebody who's done it at a very, very high level, True. Like you go through these lows where people all of a sudden start disrespecting you like you can't do it on your own. And that's what I hate. That's what I
1: hate. Well, if you hate it, I can only imagine how much he can't stand it. Oh. And it's one thing if the average Joe and Josephine throws that at Kevin Durant, he can put them in a place that you haven't been in my shoes. You haven't been in this situation. But when your peers from the past says it, that drives him nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to speak for him because I know how I would feel. I would say, wait a minute, when you had your chance to do your thing, why don't you let me do my thing the way I want to do it and how I want to go about it? But as long as that perception is out there, he's never going to win in that court. And he knows that more than anybody else in my and, and here's
2: the biggest challenge, I think, for Kevin Durant. And it's a challenge for, I think, a lot of athletes or anybody in the public eye. We all go through maturation processes, right? Like, I talk to my wife about this all the time. Like, there are a lot of things that she goes through that are not in the public eye, and it allows her to deal with it privately where people don't see the mistakes that are made or. How difficult it is to navigate. Do I do this or do I do that? And for other people, publicly, when you have to make these decisions, especially for, I think, for KD, who I mean, he's gotten into spats with different media members. You've seen the way he handles conflict, right? You wonder, okay, if there's conflict here internally with something that you're trying to build, we all know the process it takes to build something of your own. Mm-hmm. But how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. And we're watching it in real time as he matures through the process.
1: And we're watching it because he's dealing with a mercurial person known as Kyrie Irving somebody that he signed up with, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, you better be careful what you wish for because you signed up with a guy like that. As my dad told me a long time ago, some people just like fire, you can't get too close, but now he can't have any choice. He's made his choice that he wants to try to do this either with Kyrie or without Kyrie based on his trade demands. How going forward the Brooklyn Nets going to handle this is going to be very interesting, but also more important, how Kevin Durant's going to handle
2: this. I also, really think, I also think what Kyrie – I mean, I know it's his money, but I also think what Kyrie does – talks about Kevin Durant, too, We and shall his relationship. See.
1: Yeah, this is page one of that. Mm. They're probably at page 30 when it comes to that. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of the NCAA and how much of that could affect Jay Williams and his basketball
0: team known as Duke? What? This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.
3: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at lq.com. The Keyshawn,
1: J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jay Will's over here. Freddie coming over there. People, presented by Progressive Insurance you, and ESPN Radio, the ESPN this. app. It's XM this is Channel 80 man. tuned in and ESPN 2. For those who are wondering, is what back. is going on here? Don't
2: tell me to take it. Get away from me. But, uh, Jay this behind is behind me. Fault. me. Wait no, he's yes, behind me telling me to take it. I don't want to take. it. I don't like it.
1: You put a tweet out there saying you need it. Resume for an executive assistant. Get out of here. This is what it has wrought. I'm not
2: shiny. My T zone is not shiny. Stop. Stop. Yates, I don't like this game.
1: I'm not on your team, man. <laughs> Good hustle. Good hustle. <laughs> Computer blue, <laughs> darling, picky. Stop. Ow. <laughs> maybe this guys is you guys want to come back to my house for some pancakes thank you pancakes <laughs> this is your fault you put it out there executive assistant the staff here put on ties and uh, nightshirts nice shirts I'm to not, be your executive assistant I'm not consistent. asking
2: my EA to give me a massage on my shoulders hey, you, live you
1: did, on TV you didn't say anything about not doing it. Yeah, well, you didn't place it out there. Obviously, I need to put some parameters yes, in you place do. for yes, how this you relationship do. is going to work. Eric in Charlotte, 888-729-3776. Why would you be a good executive assistant for Jay Williams who's oh. looking for one?
4: Hi, guys. Yeah, well... First and foremost, I'm 6'5". I have a wicked jump shot. Three-time okay. honorable mention All-American. Okay. And I'm the curator of the documentary that I did about Brooklyn basketball nice. during the pandemic. And oh, plus let's I get make some a shots up and let's make some coffee. content.
1: Okay. What school, by the way? That's what I'm talking
4: What's about. Cool? I played at Midwood High School in Brooklyn. I played at Long Island University back in the 70s. Uh, Bernard, Albert King's era. Okay.
1: Wow.
4: <laughs> BK all the yeah, I did, day I day did a now. documentary okay. about the... Yeah, and plus I did a documentary about basketball, so I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more advanced in my knowledge of sports than the guys that I'm competing with. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, let, let's see if that's the case. Let's put it to the test. Yeah, and, my, and, I, yeah, I, wait, and by wait, wait, the way, wait, wait, my documentary I, I, is called Ball Side
2: Middle. Okay, where to get a plug in. I see you working. I see you working. Feet. All right, I got to ask you a question here. I got to test this basketball IQ and knowledge. What do sure. you see happening with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Go. You got twenty well, seconds. Well,
4: first and foremost, when it comes to when it comes to Kevin Durant, when you're trying to get validation, which you mentioned earlier, you can't use that because it can be toxic to the goal. So, if he's trying to validate himself, like you said, put your feet down somewhere, not in your mouth. put your foot in your mouth put your feet down create a foundation that people will view it as being you know legendary and which he is anyway but this way it gets the naysayers to conform to say you know he did it the right way so you're right Jay put your
1: foot down okay Mm. I'm not going to look at him differently and by the way thanks for the phone call and also well plug well play BK all day every day in the house I'm not going to put that on Kevin Durant in terms of that's not going to lessen him in my eyes but we mentioned this about 10 minutes ago. That's how people are going to think of him, that if he decides to go somewhere else or even if he does, if, let's say if he does win a championship in Brooklyn. I can't even imagine what that narrative is going to sound like with Kevin Durant. Uh,
2: once again, we talked about this openly, Freddie. Me as a basketball guy, I, I appreciate his greatness. I know it's one, he is a unicorn in the game of basketball. We have never really seen somebody like him. But there will be a lot of people that will say he never put his roots down somewhere. No I get it. And eventually, it. you got to be like, yo, I can't be out here going to all these different places. Like, I got to make something mine
1: and make it great. With Kevin Durant believes the game is his and the ball is his. Yeah. And that's good enough for him. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good enough for some other people that is there something that he's going to have to deal with when it comes to that. Keep weighing in any time you want to triple say ESPN, eight 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 That will allow you to be a part of Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio as well as ESPN2. And how much of this could affect Jay Williams and Duke basketball? What I mean by that is the Big 12, because the Pac-12 lost USC and UCLA, they'll lose them to the Big 10. The Big 12 could be looking to add up to six Pac-12 teams, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, and Washington – Meanwhile, the Pac-12 is trying to ramp it up when it comes to talks for a new TV deal. Reese Davis, ESPN Cow's game day host, when he was on some show called Franny Fitzsimmons last night, mm. said SEC should try to do this to combat what the Big Ten has done and what the Big 12 is trying to do.
5: If I were Sankey, I would hit Notre Dame and, and try to get them to join. Go after them. Yep. I, I would go to North Carolina before Clemson, and I know that's going to infuriate um, you know, my, my Clemson friends. But North Carolina. <laughs> That, that would be that would be why? where I would go first. Quickly, why? Uh, because why? I, think, I think they've got a stronger national brand. Now, Clemson's been great for the last 10 years in football. But you and I both know, Ian, that prior to that, they were a wonderful regional school. Yep. And I don't think they have the longstanding national brand that North Carolina does. Now, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't take Clemson. I don't want that misunderstood. I'm just saying in the pecking order, I would probably go North Carolina first.
1: So let's say that happens. What does that do to North Carolina Duke in sports, especially in basketball?
2: No mas. It's gone. I mean, uh, Reese Reese does make a really interesting point about, obviously, Clemson has been a national powerhouse, even though I think that's dropped off a little bit the last couple of years under Dabo. Um, But North Carolina, Brand Jordan, the reach of their football program, Mm -hmm. Sam Howell has made a little bit of a stretch over the last couple of years. Basketball program. I hear, I hear to a degree what Reese is saying from a national recognition perspective about the brand. It's different. Um, yeah, I, I don't. If you're Notre Dame, though, it just makes sense to go to Big Ten. It's,
1: it's always it's, made it's, sense.
2: It's all, you know. It's it's just geographically in your footprint.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and then all of a sudden, it, it that UCA, UC uh USC, Notre Dame game just kind of fits mm-hmm. right in that scene. Mm-hmm. It's a huge monetary opportunity. Mm-hmm. It just for me, that works. Um, but, man, the, the North Carolina one is, wow.
1: Because we saw it happen with Texas A&M, left to go to the SEC. They don't want to play Texas anymore. Now both in the same conference, and I don't know if Texas A&M wants that anymore, to play them again because they tried to get away from them. But I'm hoping it doesn't get to that. There's still plenty of layers, but at the same time, it would really stink because, to me, that's the one thing about all this changing landscape. You don't get Missouri versus Kansas anymore in terms of football or any other sport. Mm -hmm. You don't get Texas AIM anymore. And I'm hoping that's not going to be the case with Duke and North Carolina, Carolina. especially when it comes to basketball.
2: Well, I mean, a bigger point is how irrelevant does the NCAA become in football? I mean, it's a superpower conference, and eventually it's what they want to do. So the governing body, you feel like, will inevitably change. Mm -hmm. And we know what happens. If it happens in football— Basketball is next. Yeah,
1: and how much will the NCAA be irrelevant when it comes to big time Division I sports? Those will still have a footprint of one double A with FCS Division II Division Three. But big time athletics, football, basketball, baseball, good luck. NCAA. That means a lot of people are gonna be looking for jobs. Ooh. A lot of people are be looking for jobs. Jay Will, Freddie cover part of Kayshawn, J Will and Max. What happens if the Brooklyn Nets can't trade K D and Kyrie? Then what?